Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast where a Springfield, Missouri band dives deep into a band's catalog, one album at a time. I am Matt. I play guitar. I'm Josh on bass. I'm Logan on guitar. I'm Blake and I play the drums. And we are More of That. Hello and welcome to this week's Discographology pregame, the show where we all agree that Radiohead are a wintertime band. We are currently in the midst of examining the first three A Tribe Called Quest albums. Last episode was People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths of Rhythm, and next episode will be Low End Theory, but today is a pregame episode where we will be talking about our current listens as well as our first loves. So, uh, to start us off, just kind of talking about what we're listening to, and, and I can kind of uh, kick this off. Um, I noticed, and, and Blake, I'm assuming you're going to mention this as well, I think, yeah. with what you're currently listening to, that Probably. we've had several songs drop recently from prior discographology subjects. There is new Andrew W.K. There is? There is. It came out Holy shit. today, yesterday, Babylon. Um, is what it's okay. called. I'll, Logan, I'll have you listened to that? No, I I did not know about that either. Yeah, that just came out there. Uh, I do want to mention something about that. I've listened to it once, and this is something Blake. Uh, you were a guest on Lupine Transmissions talking about King Diamond. Yeah, this new Andrew WK does have a slight King Diamond vibe to me. I say does that he as wail a, in a in a falsetto? He does at one <laughs> oh. point, and oh, so. My Lord. I'm a lay King Diamond person here. I've never really listened well, so to him much. So I'm interested to see what you and Lupine Transmissions host uh, Tom Wolf think about. Yeah. I, I, I need to get his take on this for sure. Yeah. But there's also, uh, I, I lumped in new Foo Fighters here because technically Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. Okay. We covered Nirvana. That fits. Right. Um, Has anyone heard it? I, I have not. I have. I actually kind of... I kind of dig it. I kind of dig uh, "Waiting okay. on a War." That song. Um, it's it's middle. Foo of Fighters the... are always serviceable. They're, they're they're like always fine. Yeah, it's 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 middling. You know, fine it's not fighters. like yeah. great, but yeah, it's the, like the fine, yeah, fine. this is good. Um, and then finally, uh, the thing I think you're going to mention, Blake, there is Foo uh, Foo Finers. <laughs> I was I was going to say that. Yeah, Foo Finers. There's new. Uh, well, kind of new. Heim. Right. You want to talk so, about that, Blake? So uh, I believe it was our our favorite song, Gasoline, uh, mm-hmm. also apparently was Taylor Swift's favorite song, too. I guess anyone with ears will figure that out eventually. But she th- they did a version of Gasoline with Taylor Swift doing doing backups and like doing the second verse. And I just now listened to it. So I'm going to need some more time to really give a take on it. But yeah, yeah. Heim heads, Taylor heads. You might want to check that out. It's going to be old news by the time you hear this. I episode, I, I do hope that all of this means that there is some new shags on the way. <laughs> I, I did put that in there. Let's let's hope. <laughs> fingers crossed. Well, shags greatest. I mean, hits. they've only they've <laughs> only got two. Only got two out of the three. I don't know that it would be right, but you yeah. never know. Um, I uh, before I turn it over to someone else to talk about what you're currently listening to, I I did want to mention that uh, Logan, I have finally. Listen to OK Human. Oh, 
Weezer album. <laughs> praise, praise the sun. <laughs> I was waiting to uh, reveal that to you until here. Now I will, I will nice. say I've only listened to the entire album once through, and I've listened to a few songs. I'll, I'll take that. more than that. Um, obviously, the first track, all my favorite songs, the first single. Um, I've I heard a little bit when they dropped it as the single, and then listened to it a few times in this album. I, that song has grown on me every time I've listened to it. Um, it very much has uh, the beginning, especially has a long time sunshine vibe. The, the old Weezer mm. song, long time sunshine. The one song that's very catchy, but I don't know how to feel about it. And I kind of wonder how you feel about it is grapes of wrath. It's my favorite dude. I okay. I was, cause I can't tell whether it's a good, it's so catchy. I love it. It is very catchy, but it also, I, it's, go ahead. it's ridiculous. It's, it's it ridiculous is. and it's funny. But it's just so like revealing of really about like what he probably spends a lot of his time doing. <laughs> just, yeah, you know, weird for... little things like that, and I can appreciate that. But I I do love the uh, I just don't care. I just don't care about my audible. Well, that's where I was going to tell the other guys. It's about him listening to audiobooks on Audible. And there's the part (laughs) of me that's a little like, is did he do this to try to plug Audible? Like, I couldn't tell. Or is Rivers just genuinely like, I like Audible, so I'm going to talk about them in this song. Let me tell you about me undies. (laughs) It's so good, though. But the reason I I, I didn't know how you would feel about it, it is is insanely insanely catchy. Uh, Blue album, more like Blue Apron. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I didn't know how you would feel about it, Logan, was it does kind of give me some flashbacks to Jacked Up, that song on the White Album. And I kind of remember you didn't like Jacked Up, right? On the white uh, album, oh, I'm having trouble thinking. Uh, uh, yeah, it was the it was I the like really catchy. Up, oh, it, yeah, I don't remember having a lot of super positive feelings about it. <laughs> I don't but, know. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. I, I got I got kind of similar vibes there on those two um, songs. Uh, well, did overall though, what did you think? I I will say uh, overall, I really appreciated the direction they went on this. It's very weird. Like I like yeah. that they're they're willing to take this kind of uh, I don't know if it's a risk because I think they have a pretty good fan base that's probably going to follow them wherever, but doing a whole album that's just strings like is is an interesting choice. Um, yeah, at this point. I think it's yeah, it's cool. It's and there's a, some a, real soft moments like numbers that song. Yeah, um, very cool soft, kind of cool. Yeah, there's always a number that'll get you down. I thought that was kind of an interesting. Welcome to Discographology, OK Human Edition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll move on. So, uh, anybody else, uh, uh, Logan? What have you been listening to lately, or purchasing, or what have you? Uh, so recently, I I pulled out David Bowie's Heathen album from 2002. Uh, that's another album that I think I associate with winter time and driving around in the snow. Uh, so I put that on, and also I kind of got inspired to play Interpol's "Turn on the Bright Lights," also from 2002. <laughs> so I think I told you guys, but I ordered this compilation from when I was a kid. Uh, I ordered it from Pilot Pin Company. Uh, you could save so many like proofs of purchase, and then you could send away for this compilation and get it either oh, on cassette or cd and so i only had a you know tape player so but it's called 
Pilot Pen Company presents high vo- <laughs> high volume hits music you want to hear volume 1. Oh my god. It's, it's a long title. Yeah, yeah. 1994. Um but it's the first time I heard uh Culture Beats uh, got to get it which is one of my favorite songs on there. Uh the October Project which is a weird band uh his boy Elroy uh, the Connells, which kind of reminds me of something that you guys could maybe be kind of into, but the song's called 7475. Uh, I'll send it to you guys. I'd love to okay. hear your reactions to it. Say, these are a, all bands that I don't think were probably on Spotify or Apple Music at all. <laughs> like, it'd be hard I, to find. I have not heard of well, any of these I bands. recreated the, the playlist in YouTube, and there was only one song that I couldn't find. Um, and I can't find it anywhere, but, uh, so I ended up ordering it for like a buck and, uh, so I'm excited to get that. But another thing you can put it on YouTube. Is that what your plan? Um, I'm going to at least upload the dumb song. That's not there. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only other thing, and this is, I don't know if this really counts as, uh, music, but I've (laughs) gotten into a weird rabbit hole and nostalgia thing of, do you remember from like the 80s the read along books on cassette? I absolutely yes, I remember um, the read along books on cassette. That's how I experienced most Disney movies or, or Disney yeah. properties was, was through the, the cassette and accompanying uh, picture book. Or 45, yeah, 45s as well. Uh, yeah. So I've gotten really into that in trying to track down uh, some of my original ones. Uh, mainly the one I was after was Marvel put out. Uh, a Ooh. Frankenstein comic um, <laughs> and I came with a tape and I've been trying to find that tape for so long I, and I, will I know what that, it looks uh, like I know exactly what it looks like I will we'll say, say that uh, when, when Halloween mix uh, time comes around those are a I, nice source of audio yes. I find on YouTube uh, to, to, to clip from so right yeah. well I've already called dibs <laughs> so um Logan's calling dibs. But that's led me into like finding there's like the Ninja Turtles, Return of the Shredder, and some of these even have like their own like own raps at the end. <laughs> like <laughs> like very uh you'll have to hear some of them, but there's just a plethora of things I didn't know existed like Dune and mm. Dungeons and Dragons and like Gremlins and the Goonies and just all kinds if, of cool if Dune stuff. Dune was like the actual book Dune, so it's like <laughs> 50 t- cassette tapes long <laughs> like right. you know, putting them in, <laughs> you know, playing them on yeah. book, I guess. But uh yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Cool. Uh, Matt, what have you been listening to? Well, uh, in, in light of our uh, people's instinctive travels uh, discussion, uh, I uh, went out and listened to What's Going On uh, by Marvin Gaye. Um, mm. I listened to it all the way through at least once uh, before in my life. I, I don't own it. Um, you know, certainly uh, would quickly pick it up if I if I found it in the shape and, and uh, at a price that I liked. But uh you know, it was was kind of a nice mellow thing uh, to to listen to uh, dur- during this this very very cold uh, cold few days that we've uh, we've been going through. So, so yeah, put that on, and um, I've also been listening to uh, uh, lots more uh, tribe for uh, what we got coming up. Mercy, mercy me. Pr- pretty much. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I've always found, by the way, that what's going on, if I had more of an instinct for writing, like I feel like there would be a nice uh, little analysis essay comparing that album and Van Morrison's Astral Weeks, because I feel like they're very similar albums in a lot of ways. It's just sort of this like free form uh, stream of consciousness kind of thing that stretches out over the whole album, you know? I don't know. It just there's something there. I think comparing those two albums for sure. That, that's interesting. I'll I I have not listened all the way through Astral Weeks. I will I will uh, I will journey into that comparison. Yeah, <laughs> totally different themes, but like just I I get a similar vibe for both. Well, that's cool. Uh, Blake, have you been uh, listening to anything other than uh, hotly waiting for the new Heim Taylor Swift joint? <laughs> well, speaking of that, I forgot to mention. Um... If you ever wanted to hear Taylor Swift sing, uh, you needed ass. Well, what's wrong with that? Then this, is your, <laughs> this is your remix. Um, been listening to a few things other than Tribe. Um, my wife and I went to Stick It In Your Ear and finally picked up a copy of Depeche Mode's Violator, one of our favorites. Um, I've liked it since I was uh, in, in high school. Speaking of the teen years. That's a good one. Um yeah, I've been wanting that one for a while. Um, it wasn't an original or anything. It was a, a more recent reprint, but, uh, you know, that would be cool, though, to have an original. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, Bowie, uh, Logan, Jessica just got low in the mail today. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't Can pull she... trigger. Is that the, from the turntable lab? Uh, maybe. Or... I'm not even I'm not even sure. Is that a new one? I think it's a reissue of Low. Yeah. Okay. I should have. And I, yeah. she's been buying Bowie discs like crazy. I don't think she has the one you mentioned, though. I don't know that I've Even, heard of that. Yeah. They there's a they co- he covers the Pixies on the album. Cac- what Cactus is that a Pixie song? Oh, Cactus from like Surfer Rosa. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is weird. He covers Man, that. I need to hear that. It's a weird album. I like it. I, I think it's really cool, especially there's a weird gem on there called, like, it's like, I took a trip in a Gemini spacecraft. <laughs> Just, like, weird, like... like Flight like, of the Concords Bowie song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really playing into that self-parody. Yeah. Um, I can I can kind of hear him doing uh, Cactus, <laughs> if there was one Pixie song. Uh, um, Slow Burn is a good song, and... Um, that one sticks out to me. Well, um, got a few other discs in recent memory. Um, well, so my wife and I exchanged uh, Valentine's Day gifts, Aww. and they were they were both vinyl. Oh, um, I got her a Bad Witch Nine Inch Nails. Ooh, um, that's my where, oh, where, yeah yeah. It's it's a great one. We're still working on getting all of their speaking of Bowie <laughs> everything they ever made. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, v- very. See on that or something, or does it just Bowie. sound like? Oh, no. I mean, it, it's, it's like Trent. Is it post maxed, Bowie's death? Or yeah, and he's like dialed up the maxed out the yes. <laughs> the Bowie so vibes. Turn the Bowie the knob to time, eleven. Yeah, for the first time in Nine Inch Nails, you can hear Trent Reznor do vibrato with his voice. Uh, very interesting. And play saxophone. And, uh, yeah, and he plays sax on this one, which is. Uh, I, I guess something he's played since like high school, but I, I don't recall him playing it on any previous album. Was he playing sax uh, in Slam in Bamboo? <laughs> you know, Wait, what's he probably at least experimented with it? I would, <laughs> I would bet. 
I'm sorry. Um, and and <laughs> along the I mean, we're very predictable people. She got me a Quake video game soundtrack. <laughs> also, that was by, mean, like a gift the of the Magi theme, kind of theme. thing. Nine Inch Nails. It's well, it's not gift of the Magi because we both won. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, it's a, this this big, uh, beautiful multi or uh, double disc. Uh, I haven't even spun it yet. Uh, but uh, I I've I've heard it. I I want to. I wish this game was like. I wish you could download it on Nintendo Switch or something. I I think it still only exists on uh on PC. But uh, anyway, can't wait to uh spin that one. And yeah, that that's about all. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, next episode's album is the Low End Theory. And the first uh, lyric on the Low End Theory is Q-Tip, rapping back in the days when I was a teenager, before I had status and before I had a pager, you could find the abstract listening to hip-hop. So very tenuously connected that to this idea I had for our special (laughs) topic of discussion today, which was, uh, you know, what our first uh, loves were, you know, because I'm I'm kind of assuming what Q-Tip is saying there is that, you know, he had this love of hip hop when he was obviously then, but as well as when he was younger. So, uh, Logan actually helped workshop this a little bit and came up with this idea of first loves uh, albums that you loved when you were younger, not necessarily a teenager, um, that still have a, a fond place in your heart. Although they might be albums that now, you know, if you had not gotten them at a tender age, uh, probably would not be something that you would gravitate towards necessarily, at this point in your life. Um, so very, very tenuous connection to next week's or, or the next episode's album, but we'll go with it. Um, so with all that being said, uh, I'll kick us off here with what my first love was, is, and it is actually one of the first albums I ever bought on CD with my own money. I went to CD warehouse back in the days when it was one room in that building before when it existed Mm. first off uh, it's not there anymore but very very early and i bought two cds uh one was the grease soundtrack (laughs) that is not my first love by the way (laughs) but i i was was for a friend grease tell me more (laughs) tell me more uh and then the (laughs) other one i bought though was no doubt tragic kingdom and holds up it, it still holds up. I mean, it is an album that I will probably, you know, I would not necessarily go pick it up right now. I, I don't ever really think about like, oh, I'm going to throw this on. But it it is it is a wall-to-wall bangers, as we say. Uh, I, I love Sunday Morning still. I mean, that is one mm. that I occasionally will throw on because it is just such a good song. And I think it was this album, by the way, everybody owned if you were alive. And like, what, al- what year did it come out? Like 95, 96, something like that. Um, yeah, but there. yeah, did anybody also no doubt tragic kingdom here? Yeah, I got, yeah, I had it. I didn't, CD. I didn't own it, but I was definitely into this. I got it for Easter. Yeah. And it, it's, it's <laughs> with the jars it's, of clay CD. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, it, it's, he is risen. It is a nineties classic. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, and, but maybe now I wonder if I play it to somebody now, if they would still think it's wall to wall bangers, but I mean, they released so many singles off that album and yeah. it's, it's just, it's a good album. It's just a good kind of pop ska pop punk in a way, but more pop ska album. But that's that's my yeah. first love, no doubt. Tragic Kingdom, um, uh, Matt. What what was your first love? Well, uh, 
probably in a very similar uh, time frame, uh, the very first record that I went out and bought as as a young lad that uh, has, you know, probably fallen out of favor with me uh, since then, but, but I, I spun this a lot as a kid, was Four by Blues Traveler. Uh, <laughs> oh, who, I was good as... Oh, that's great. I, I figured I wouldn't be the only one who, uh, I who, thought about who had that this one. in the collection. Um, I actually don't remember where I got this. It's It's possible that I went to Hastings... Mm. Uh, back when when Hastings was around, speaking of what a uh, great place, rest in uh, peace. Yeah, oh, I more love Hastings. former yeah. uh, Springfield, Missouri uh, music <laughs> Loca- stores, business location, incredible pizza company. I think Arkansas now. still has yeah, that. Oh, really? Pizza place. Uh, it, it is. Maybe, it is a pizza place now. now. A pizza place and uh, and a party Ooh. store. But uh, uh, yeah. I, I know that I'd heard uh, run around. Um, and I and I think I'd heard Hook as well, and uh, you know those are both great pop songs. And um, you know I, I was glad to go out and, and Dustin get the, Hoffman, uh, Robin Williams, what uh, oh, Hook, <laughs> Rufio, Rufio. Oh yeah, never mind. No, I'm sorry. Oh, go boy. ahead. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. bangerang. I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, and I, I feel like Blue, uh, Blues Traveler was kind of having a moment because it. I, it wasn't too long after that they were also in uh, Blues Brothers 2000, but um, I, I think uh, the thing that broke me on this was one of my favorite songs on this record was "The Mountains Win Again," which is just a great, you know, <laughs> a great song about you know being in the mountains and John Popper's you know blowing on that harmonica, and then of course it became the theme song for for Bush Beer. So every time I would listen to baseball, I, <laughs> exactly. I would hear that approximately 300 times and. Um, but, but I, I do think it's, it, it's still a, a worthwhile, uh, you listen record. to it's, it and you're like, where's Jack Buck's voice? Like, where <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you haven't gone out and listened to it all the way, all the way through there, there's some, there's some good, uh, good B sides or not B sides, but uh, good, good deeper tracks on it. Uh, price to pay is good. Uh, I, I also remember that. Uh, realizing that that music could have swears in it, and being worried <laughs> about you know my my parents overhearing this this new uh, this new what record that I purchased. Swears are on and, the Blues Traveler album. Oh, I think they I think they drop an ass at some point. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> they say they say you needed ass. What's wrong with that? John Popper does. Yeah, <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's a good album. I like that album. I think that was definitely. Uh, a, a, a solid pick for this category. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, Logan, what is your uh, first love pick? Oh man. All right. So look, I've got a ton of first loves and just from my background, I started, you know, I was a kid of pop culture in the eighties. So it was Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, whatever. And that's, I was getting soundtracks and that's how I was, I was getting exposed to different artists and music. But one of my first loves <laughs> uh, came out in 1992, so I would have been probably, uh, I don't know, second grade, and it was crisscross, totally crossed out, and uh, it's produced by Jermaine Dupree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still surprised my parents let me buy this. Uh, <laughs> back- backwards pantsing was not an option at my house. Uh, I got really into the album whilst training to join the elementary jump rope team, which... <laughs> I was pretty good. I was pretty good. (laughs) Jump? Um, 
but alas, I ultimately didn't make the team due to some craziness. I don't know. Logan, I, I must you, have just choked. You, you really did grow up in so, the King of the Hill world, didn't you? <laughs> like, it just seems like a King I of the really, Hill. So Bobby wants to join the jump is, rope team. This was Let me be who I am. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture a situation in which th- there's enough... There's enough competition for a jump rope team that Dude, not everyone. Uh, there was like 50 people on this team. It was huge. Oh like God. I think I think they just the let is this? let everybody in, but for some reason they didn't let me, and I was working my ass off for this. Like I really got into jump roping. I was pretty good too. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not better. Moving on. No, clearly not. Did you have a routine then? Is that where you're going? You I practiced out in the. Gr- I, I, pr- I practiced out in the garage, um, and I would listen to "Jump" by Crisscross. Yeah. So I mean, anyway, they'll make you jump. They say it exactly, in the song. and that was like what the school would play too. That's what the team was playing uh, too. So that was like the song. I mean, that there wasn't any other song we were jump roping to. It was that song. Jump around, House of Pain. That was a that would have been too. a good one. Yeah. So anyway. Well, I didn't have much of a reason to listen to Jump anymore. I got into the rest mm-hmm. rest of the album, and I had it on cassette, and it just took me into a world that, you know, it took me out of Bobby Hill land and <laughs> exposed me, you know, as a white kid in the middle of Missouri to something I wasn't really used to. Um, but I was really impressed with their rap skills, and I their totally crossed out aesthetic was just too much, you know, it was cool. And I remember wearing it, out in like long car rides in my Walkman. And I think it was a product of the time. And to this day, I still enjoy it and have fond memories. However, if the same album were to come out today, I don't think I'd seek it out as a 30 something year old, you know, like, Oh, this, these kids were just dropped a new rap album. I mean, I'm, I would probably (laughs) check it out and listen to it maybe like on streaming or sure. But, uh, most things I fell in love with in the past, those are feelings that I still have there. And it's not strange for me to revisit, but I, I doubt I'd pick it up today if it were new. I will admit that it took me longer than I would have liked to be able to follow along when they spelled out the D A double D Y M A C. Uh, I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. I'm still trying to figure what did what did you say? D-O- the D A double D Y M A C. Yeah, you know me. Oh, we're like uh, Daddy Mac. Dad, Daddy yeah, Daddy Mac. Mac. Don't try to compare us to another bad little fad. I'm the Mac and I'm bad and I'm something that you never had. I'll make you jump Do up, sugar, and shake your rump, cause I'll be kicking the flavor that makes you want to jump. How high? Real high. Okay, I'm stopping. I'm, I'm um, looking up right now what happened to Criss Cross. Are they still uh, around? They had albums, uh, but they may sold like four million albums or something of this. Anyways, huge hit. Um, but this oh, was shit, one the... of them died, by the way. Oh, no. Oh, God. One of them this died was... in 2013. I didn't know that. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Ugh. But this was in the time of uh, Looney Tunes trying to bank off that crossed out aesthetic. Mm. You know, <laughs> I, I'm sure you've seen the shirts where oh. you've got Taz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Taz wearing them backwards. Yeah, but no. Parents hated it. I love I love it. Great album. Nice. Looney Tunes Apparel really had a moment in, in the mid-90s, I, I feel. It, oh, it's w, coming back. WB had a good thing going. They had Animaniacs. They had Batman. They had, like, Six Flags. They had all that shit. You know, they had wow. a lot of cool things going on. All right. Well, Blake, uh, you want to take us home? What, what was your first love? Man, mine's dumb to take us home on, so... <laughs> We called it first loves. I was gonna call it uh, teenage cringe based on mine. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I, 
the the way I took it was something that was in a way a first teenage love, but that now I'm not into at all. Okay, um, it's an ex, but <laughs> what? It's like an, an ex lover. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much exactly like that. Um, so imagine the year 1999, and a uh, uh, young Blake is uh, leaving. Uh, it's the summer. Young Blake is between junior high and high school and uh an album by the red hot chili peppers mm. comes out <laughs> called californication oh yeah and then never uh, heard of it then ima- <laughs> <laughs> well they had this little known album imagine young blake not actually ever buying the album but downloading the tracks individually on napster i i can imagine <laughs> uh, it by the way I've, i yeah i was there if you yeah. if, if any zoomers are listening they probably can't but uh for some reason, this was before I was into good music, <laughs> um, and I'm not I'm not just here to dunk on this, but it's just it's I just, it's not my thing anymore. But it was definitely my thing at that time. Um, until a bit later, when I discovered Nine Inch Nails and took a completely left turn and went in a totally different direction with my life, but got some uh, we- wrist spikes and uh... yeah, yeah, and some fishnets. Traded in your but puka before- shell necklace, <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I cut my ten foot long hair. Um, but yeah, it would be weird to to think about what I would have become if, like, I would have gone in the Red Hot Chili Peppers direction. But I don't know that this was this was just my jam for that that time made... in my life until I found other things to move me in different directions. Um, th- this was like this was the the apex, and until I some of my friends were like, "Hey, uh, this is this is Modest Mouse. This is the Pixies. Check out this weird stuff." Um, yeah, it, it's it's hard to describe hmm. why I liked it then. It's hard to nail down why I don't care for this type of thing anymore. But um, my my uh, runner up was corn. Follow the leader if that helps. Uh, oh man, <laughs> I, I have a lot. Paint the that, picture yeah. for you. Have a lot of thoughts on that album. Yeah, they, that's another one where I'm not into that type of thing anymore at all. But at the, I was very into it for for a short period of time as as a teenager. But yeah, I, the Red Hot Chili Peppers thing is is actually a kind of a, a segue into our next episode, the Low End Theory. Because when I was putting together uh, the history for the Low End Theory, uh, kind of revealing my hand here a little early, but uh, one of the things that's talked about is it came out the same day as several other important albums, including Nirvana's Nevermind. Um, but also on that list, they put Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. And I kept debating in my head whether to include that when I talked about that release day. <laughs> like, is that an album that I, like, people universally recognize as, like, one of the greatest albums of all time? Because, like, this list, I, yeah. this thing I found was, like, oh, yeah, that September 24th, 1991 is maybe the greatest release day in music ever because of Low End Theory and Nevermind and Blood Sugar Sex Magic <laughs> and Trompe uh-huh. Le Monde, yeah. by the way, by Pixies. Mm. Oh, wow. That one I cut because that's, I don't, that's not really recognized as the greatest of all time, right? Like, uh, I mean, uh, it is in my heart, but... Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love Trompe Le Monde. Trompe Blood Sugar Sex good. Magic, it's like, is that is that up? I mean, people love it, but is it considered greatest of all time I mean, it's, I it's kind of in the it. canon yeah 
Yeah, I guess it is. I, I actually still dig quite a few songs on that album, though. Um, I think that's a great, good record. Um, Breaking the Girl. What were the all time on that one? Is, is a uh, give It Away and Get, okay, uh, give Under it away, the Bridge obviously. were the big ones. Yeah, th- those are all timers. Yeah. Suck My Kiss. Well, those were the, song, Weird the songs Al I knew covering, before uh, I got into California. <laughs> Yabba-dabba-doo now. <laughs> uh, the, video, that was, the video's iconic. That was well, almost a runner-up for me. Um, Weird Al, but I I think I would <laughs> probably Weird Al's just too iconic. You'd still buy it. Um, well, yeah. Another yeah. one was uh Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Let's face it. Hey, I, loved it. <laughs> I had that as well. Uh, also had Real Big Fish. Turn the radio off. Same time. It's a good one. It's like oh, I'm c- totally gonna get into ska. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, um. Well. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say I forget. Which sound opinions host uh, made this joke? But they they were talking about seeing uh, Dicky, the the lead singer of the Boss Tones, uh, you know, backstage at a show, and you know they they were rolling up a big um, a big road case, and you know somebody asked, oh, what, what is this? You know, amps or guitars or something? It's like, no, no, th- those are my suits. <laughs> Which I think is, you know, a, a fitting piece of information to know about the Mighty Mighty nice. Boss Tones, but. Well, the, the same thing could be found backstage at uh, Stop Making Sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. A bigger road case. <laughs> yeah. Much more triangular in shape. And yeah. <laughs> uh, Well, uh, thanks for listening to us talk about our first loves there. And I hope you will uh, join us next episode when we'll be talking about uh, one of the albums released on September 24th, 1991, uh, Tribe Called Quest of the Low End Theory. Um, yeah, I guess that wraps it up. Uh, bye. <laughs> I don't know what else to say here. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, remember to listen to music, and we'll see you next time. Bye.